0: Have you been training well lately, or do you need some mental support? (laughs) What an advertisement! We all need mental support, and that is on a daily basis. This is Coach Lori Pulliam talking to you over our podcast for Inner Mind Sport. Thank you for joining me. And we've got uh, what I think is an awesome topic today because it's on patience. And some people (laughs) really like to talk about patience. And other people are not uh, patient to be patient. So uh, this is a skill. It is not something that just comes about um, automatically. Because we live in a very fast-paced world, of course, um, patience is a virtue. So the title of this podcast is Wait, Not Worry. So if you if you keep thinking about what will happen on game day and turn over a thousand different scenes in your mind then you'll miss out on the proper emotional training for consistent performance. So it's it's really important to athletes to stick to the plan and be patient with the process on that game day that that you will come relaxed and prepared and ready. So if you um, hang on to this podcast, play it at night before you compete. Uh, We'll discuss the best case scenarios in which you can write down your wants and needs for a great game. But you, you need to control what you're doing, not for your other teammates, but for yourself. So I think think the reason why patience decreases a lot with you as young athletes is that because you always worry about the outcome you're always worried that you might not play as well you're worried about what the coach might think you're worried because your parents are in the stands you're worried because your grandma said add a go And she's there with a big banner, beating on a drum, yelling her head off on the sidelines, right? So there's so much to consider when you go to a game and ask yourself, can I be patient with myself today? Now, this skill, this emotional skill involves the following. And if you have a pen and paper, I would write these down. If you're listening to my voice because it is prior to game time and you're in the locker room with your earbuds on, I want you to wait and not worry. I want you to see the game today as being positive. Stop these 10,000 scenarios of what you think might happen and stick to the plan. So let's do that together. What is the plan today? Ask yourself that question. What is the plan? What is my plan? Can I stick to that plan? Patience means that you are not thinking about time. So I want you to actually not so much do this, but thinking think in your mind, throw your watch away. Stop thinking about the date of the competition. Stop thinking about the number of days that you need to train before that competition. All these add up to what if. And we should spend probably more time on shoulda, coulda, woulda than what if. But patience means that you write down what you can control. Can you control your backhand today? Can you control your nine iron? Can you control the ball as it rebounds off the back of the hoop. Can you control the lacrosse ball going in over the top of the shoulder of the goalie? So all of these are very very interesting methods of creating patience. Focus on the fact that this is game day But this is a day to show your skills. Wait, not worry. See yourself in a positive way today, sticking to the plan. Now you say, well, Coach Laurie, it sounds really good, but what if I get there and Coach says, as a hockey goalie, I'm not playing in the net today. My response to you is mentally and emotionally you are always in doesn't matter if you're physically in that net. You are always in and preparing for game day as if it's full on 100%. What if I get there and he or she tells me I'm sitting on the bench and I'm not on the first line? Well, that is a case of patient adaptation. You will get minutes out there, but you're going to have to wait for those minutes. So wait, not worry. I think you're starting to get the theme by now. The other thing is to look at sticking with the plan in terms of dividing the game up. So if it's a golfer, let's divide up those uh, holes. You may want to divide up the front nine to the back nine. That's very classic. But you may want to divide up, say, three holes at a time. One, two, and three. Un, deux, trois. And say to yourself, okay, in those three holes, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. And for some of you that are so successful with this, we find them going from bogey, par, bogey, to par, par, birdie. And all of a sudden people are going, wow, how did that even happen? Because we asked you to wait in your mind and not worry about all 18 holes. Yes, you can take one golf hole at a time, but the problem with that is that we don't get a lot of brain connectors from that, particularly in the putting area. So in golf, we call it go to school um, on the ball, which just means technically looking at your putt from the first hole. How is that going to affect the putting for the second and third hole? Then reset and continue on. How will wait, not worry work in say a sport like you name it like skiing so instead of worrying about the 32 gates that you might have to go down you're waiting on the fact that you're at the top of the hill you're very calm and prepared and ready to go and you're giving yourself that 10 count on the first 10 gates all the way down to get rhythm and speed you're not worried about mid course being icy you're just concentrating and focusing and being patient with the mountain that day so a lot of skiers that i have trained get down to the bottom and you know they're throwing a pole or they're you know F bombing or whatever because they didn't have a level of patience for the course that day they were the conditions were icy and dangerous they just wanted to get down there They caught an edge. Um, I always say to people that if you are rushing the course at all, you're probably bound to make an error. But if you've got good tempo and good speed, you're going to make it down smoothly and strongly, especially on a ski day where other people are just not using the course well. If you're on the tennis court, being patient means... You know, how many times did you do cross-court volleys as opposed to just smashing your serves over and over again and using all that independent energy? It's a lot better for you to do footwork um, on your warm-up and be patient that the game will begin and that it's going to be a long, long match on a hot day. So... These are all examples, everybody. So how is patience worked in the human brain? One, you take information from the middle of the brain. What do you know? What do you know about your sport? What skills can you do well? Then you throw that to the front of the brain and let the brain make a decision on a particular play. Being patient with the other person across the net being and patience means that you let them make the error not you you be patient with the fact that you're going to draw them closer and closer to the edge of the boundaries and that they're gonna smash a ball out they're gonna not hit the backboard they're gonna be doing something that is not to their advantage and if you're patiently waiting in the wings you can take advantage of that. I love a patient player in the neutral zone in hockey that will just wait for that player and read that body before they make a go-to narrowing of the space between the player and the boards. They're not gonna go out there and just make some rock'em, sock'em hit just to be physical. They're actually measuring up what's gonna happen. You're gonna be patient on your next shift as you're sitting on the bench for substitution, watch what the other players are doing, patiently waiting your turn. So I had a soccer player a number of years ago, and I don't know why they did this. And I never, I wasn't coaching this team, so I couldn't really approach this head coach. It was very high level, tier one men's team. And I don't know why he did this to this player continually, is that he would leave him out of the entire 90 minutes of the soccer game and put him in in the last two minutes. Um, I think it took extreme patience for that player to sit there for 88 minutes and then finally be put in. And one day this player just came to me and he just lost it he was like I don't think I can be patient any longer with this two-minute mark and I said well why don't you think about it this way that the two-minute mark is the start of the game not the end of the game think about you being his starter not his finisher and see how that changes your impression Well, it turned out that that two minutes at the end of the soccer game became the most productive time for this athlete possible. And yes, within his position, he pushed up through midfield and scored several times. So he used the two minutes super well to the point where the coach now had to recede putting him in at the last and started putting him in midway at the 45. So then he got to play a full half, hallelujah. He was jumping from foot to foot, so excited. And I said, has your patience paid off? And he said, this coach took me to the brink, but that two minutes when you told me was at the front of the game and not the back of the game gave me enough courage and support to make sure that that two minutes was the best performance of my life. So again, this theme is wait, not worry. Worry just means that you want the outcome right now, and you want to know whether or not you played well. Well, no one can tell you that, because again, that's the exciting thing of sports, is that no given day is the same. So patience is cultivated. Let's take that into your life performance. Younger athletes who are in school or in college, how patient are you to study for an exam? How much time are you putting in and being patient to get a really hard concept under the belt? Using your whiteboard, writing down your comments, memorizing things. Yes, that takes patience, but when it becomes meaningful to you, when the information really hits you in the heart and you get it, that aha, I get it, that's when you're going to be patiently successful on an exam. Patient. When you're standing at the bus stop, waiting at 30 below for the bus to come. (laughs) Patient when you're standing in a grocery line or you're having to social distance six feet, wear a mask and gloves just to go get your protein powder at the store. Patiently waiting for that letter to come that told you whether or not you were accepted to that college or university. And so therefore you wait and not worry. Patient that a team is going to call you up and that you made the team successfully and they want to sign a contract. So is patience peace of mind? I would say yes. Is patience taking the worry out of it? I would say yes. Is patience a practiced skill? I would say yes. So on the days that you're less patient, it's usually because you're tired. When you have had a lot of dialogue all day long and it's been super busy, you will be less patient. When you think that you should have got an opportunity and you didn't, you will not show that high of a level of patience. So for all of us, it's a work in progress. But know this within your emotional landscape training. At Inner Mind Sports, we'll want to build patience in. So we're going to give you some strong tasks that you have to work out. And you have to say, what would I do in this scenario? So here's a mental tool. You can also go online and check your notes for Inner Mind Sport that in our programs we are following on these podcasts are actual written lessons. So if you go to InnerMindsports.com, you'll find five sports that are already pre-written for you. Buy that program, it's a simple $25, and you'll have all these written lessons in front of you from our podcast. I'd like you to do a patience activity today that takes you down the road of what is the thing within your sport that bugs you the most. And if you're listening to my voice and have a piece of paper, write down, in my sport, what bugs me the most, what ticks me off the most. And then I want you to look at that thing and solve it. Be patient enough to solve it. And when you solve it, you will be increasing that particular skill of wait, not worry. So think of something that ticks you off. And let's, let's say it's this. I'll give you this last example for today. It's the loudmouth in the locker room that thinks he or she knows. Their sport. They brag about what they did in the last game. They brag about their marks at school. They brag about their friends that are so cool. There's just usually they're just a mouthpiece. If that person bothers you, I want you to be patient thinking, how do I solve this? And instead of blocking them out and not listening, find out what they're saying about themselves and then say, well, I can do that too. Yes, I've got some really cool friends. Yes, I worked out really hard in the weight room and can pump 125 pounds off my chest. Start thinking about their brag board for for a minute and be patient to apply that to yourself and say, "Yeah, I do that too." And instead of saying it out loud, just hold it in internally that you are just as good as this individual, if not better. And there should be no comparisons between the two of you. So you need to wait. And not worry. This is Coach Lori signing off today. Thank you very much for joining our podcast.